Welcome to another edition of Every Photo Has a Story. And today's podcast is a true special story. And it all starts out with shooting a pair of eagles and one taking flight. So I was over at Founders Way in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, and all of a sudden these two eagles landed and quickly took flight. And with my Sony A1 and my 200 to 600 lens, I landed this moment. Matter of fact, I actually shot at um, one one thousandth of a second, and I also shot at ISO 200 and f-stop, uh, I believe, 6.3. So I landed this. Everyone loved this photo. And as I have mentioned in the past, I have a line of merchandise that has come out that is sold by an initial impression in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, where I live now. So here I am on Long Island, and I'm shooting out there. I'm shooting black skimmers, and I'm shooting turns and osprey and you name it. And I decide, you know what? I love lobster, and I'm going to go to this place in Island Park, Long Island, and I'm going to have some lobster. And as I'm walking around, a gentleman comes to me and says, I got to paint that. I go, what do you mean you got to paint that? What's your name? He says, my name is Ron DeSanza, and I am a painter, and I need to paint that. And I said, ah, you don't want to paint that. I've got other things that I think you'll enjoy that are better. So fast forward, Ron and I started a relationship and he says to me, do you know Mary Martin? And I say to him, you know, I know of her. She's got a great reputation, but I don't know her. He says, well, she's got to know you. She's going to love your work. And I know she carries photographers. She sells for painters and, and other things. I'm going to call her for you. And then he makes the call. And then he sends to me through WhatsApp, hey, Mitch, Mary wants to meet with you. Give her a call. So we set up an appointment on Tuesday, this last Tuesday, and I drive up, and I go in the parking lot, I go inside, I meet Mary Martin, and right away I had such a good feeling about her, and she was kind enough to come out to my car in my trunk. And I opened up my trunk, and I had a bunch of my photos, and man was it hot, was she a true champ, and she loved them. She really, really loved them, and she said, we have to get you under contract. Come on inside my one gallery here, and I have two and, and many others. So going to her gallery um, on East Bay, I saw her place, and oh, man, is it special. And the people she represents just would be an honor to be with them. And I got to meet some of her team, like Stevie and Chase and Michael at the other uh, gallery as well, and... I said to myself, this is not someone who just has galleries. This is a wonderful entrepreneur. And what a great story under the heading, every photo has a story. And that's because I never would have met her if it wasn't for this photo. So today's featured guest is the one and only Mary Martin. Mary, welcome to Every Photo Has a Story. Thank you, Mitch. Why don't you talk a little bit about your journey? You have an unbelievable journey. And don't uh, we're not set on time here. Let's go all the way back and some of the things that you've done and how you actually have become a collector and more importantly decided to open up some galleries. 
that's a long story, Mitch, <laughs> but I'll tell it. Um, I grew up on a small farm in South Carolina, and I went to Clemson University, which was near where I lived. And as soon as I could escape, I did. So I flew out to California and I got a job teaching school, and I did that for a few years. And then uh, moved on, uh, married an Air Force officer, and we were stationed in Germany and uh, lived there and taught school there for a few years and ended up in Charleston by mistake, even though uh, South Carolina is where I'm from and my sister and uh, her children all lived here. Uh, the household goods coming from Germany uh were sent to Charleston rather than their normal ports. So we flew in here and then it uh, turned out there was a delay. So we were sort of stuck here for two or three months. And during that time, both of us, while we were in Europe, both of us had gotten a master's degree uh, in education while we were in Germany. So we were waiting on our household goods and we started running out of our cash and um, I called the school district and asked for, it was time for school to start. And on the phone, I said, do you have any teaching jobs available? And she said, yes, pick your school. So I said, I want the newest air conditioned one. And so they put us at Wando High School. I was teaching English. He was, my husband was teaching math. So we lived here for a few years and fell in love with Charleston. It is so beautiful year-round. Uh, just was wonderful. And uh, But then circumstances occurred where we ended up moving to Colorado and opening bookstores. And I did, we did that for a number of years and then sold those. I woke up one morning with an idea um, to visit the high-tech companies in Colorado Springs and offer to do free city tours for people they were interviewing for jobs. And I got an immediate yes, because there was no charge for it. But because of my moving, I knew that it took so long to get to know the city you move to unless someone gives you a guided tour. And I felt like people would be more likely to say yes to a job offer if they knew a little about the city. And Colorado Springs is a very nice, wonderful city for a lot of reasons. So I got an immediate yes on my first week in the real estate industry. And that went on uh, for a 30-year career. And uh, I relocated people for all the high-tech companies and then also did it nationwide. At any rate, there came a point where it was time to sell those companies and uh, retire. And I had always wanted to paint. Uh, I wanted to be an artist. That was my real dream. So I did that for two years. And then I found out that that's a very lonely kind of job because I have to think when I paint and therefore people can't disturb me. And so uh, I ended up thinking, hey, the best thing for me is to open art galleries because I'd been an art collector all my life, started when I was 21. And I knew a lot of artists, wonderful artists. 
So I spent the next two years flying all over the country with my husband looking for a place that would be ideal for me to have my gallery. And I found that Charleston was the one where uh, the gallery owners are very close and uh, work together extremely well. So I chose Charleston. And I've been here ever since. And I love art. I represent 140 artists and uh, you get to know them so well and I care for them very much and uh, they're very caring to me so it's a wonderful career and it's a lot of fun art is really my true passion well it's very obvious when you come inside both of the galleries and to see the way people deal with you and listeners this is really important she's extremely humble so she has basically said, well, I started out doing this, and then I built some companies, and then I kind of sold them off, and you have no idea of the companies and the real estate world that she has built and she sold. And um, she has chosen something, as she said, that she's extremely passionate about. Mary, if there's one thing I think you could help our listeners out there and enjoy is maybe to talk a little bit about collecting, art collecting, who collects, why you collect. That would be great coming from you. Well, my experience has been both with my collecting, but with watching people as they buy in the gallery. It's an extremely happy moment because in my world, in my mind, the definition of great art is an individual thing, and it's whatever speaks to that individual. I think it's so important in your home, if you love art, that you've been able to collect. And what I find as I walk through my home, I can see my entire life chronology here. I, the piece that I bought, I'm looking at it now when I was 21. I still absolutely passionately love it. And every piece that I have in my home, I love. Um, so for people who enjoy art, and I think most kids start their lives loving art because I've seen some wonderful, a lot of wonderful art by children. We have had artists as young as three years old in our gallery painting with our more mature artist and I just feel like most people respond to it and it's the one thing in life as I've moved around that I've kept with me I've changed houses I've changed furniture certainly I've changed a few cars but I've never changed my art it still speaks to me as much as it ever did and it fills my life with happiness that's all I can say Mitch just and I think for people, our collectors, when I go in their homes and look at the art they've purchased, it's it's just an amazing thing. It's wonderful. So you're an aspiring collector, and you're starting out. It's a goal of yours. You said, I've always wanted to collect, but I've never really had the money. And now I kind of am in a place where I want to start collecting. What tips would you give somebody based on your journey all these decades? Well, I would say that if it speaks to you, don't look at art as a decoration item because you will end up discarding it. 
uh, look at art, uh, spend time looking at art, you know, with the art galleries and finding the art that really sings to you. Um, I just think that that's the, that connection between that particular piece of art and you is the thing that makes art fabulous. So for me, I advise people um, in their homes, if they love art, to go fairly neutral uh, with colors that soothe them or make them feel good, but then to choose art for the art, not for colors and not for decoration, because I can tell you that it will end up getting discarded somewhere along the way. So the other thing we do, Mitch, um, years ago, I was in Santa Fe, which was the top art market in the country at that time. And I found this fabulous artist. I now represent him. But at that time, I was in the gallery and I found uh, Jean-Claude Goji. And he's a wonderful, fabulous, internationally known artist. And I wanted to buy a piece of his. But it was out of what I thought my price range was. So they offered me to finance part of it at 0% interest and let me uh, choose the payment. And so I bought it. And about two months later, I paid it off. But the point being, I offer that in my gallery so that if a piece is a little more expensive than you think you can afford, it's an easy way. And you could take up to two years paying it off. Um, but I like to offer that for people because I feel like the art in your home is probably the most important thing in it. Amen. And that's such, you know, great, great advice. And uh, joining us is the one and only Mary Martin, the president and director of Mary Martin Galleries of Fine Art. She has uh, two locations. Go visit them. And uh, shortly, uh, Mitch Schlimmer Artography will be there. One is at 103 Broad Street, and the other is at 143 East Bay Street, both in uh, beautiful downtown Charleston. Maybe you could talk about each one of the galleries. Let's start with 103 Broad and talk a little bit about that gallery and maybe some of the artists that are in there. Um, the Broad Street Gallery is on the corner of King Street and Broad Street. It is a phenomenal location, and I am so lucky I was able to get it, and I've been there for a long time. Um, everybody who comes to Charleston has to drive down King Street because it's been listed, I think, by Condé Nast, I can't remember, um, as one of the top 10 shopping streets in America. So everybody goes down King Street one way or another, and they always end up at my gallery. So um, it works out really well. And then I represent a number of local artists, but I also represent artists from around the world. Um, so I look for art that is unique. Uh, I'm not looking for the run-of-the-mill uh, thing that everybody copies that, that doesn't speak to me very much. But when I find something totally new developed by an artist and it speaks to me, then I try to carry that artist in my gallery. So I have uh, Hassam Aprashami, who's very colorful. 
and I have um, Havard uh, Benoit Havard, and uh, I just represent wonderful artists like Mario Young, who is uh, very well known across America. He's probably one of the number one selling artists in America. And uh, I get to know the artist and their journey and share that all with customers as they come in. So we talk about colors and movement, et cetera, but we also talk about the artist so they can get to know the artist a little bit. Well, based on your fine reputation, I was blown away by the art that was in both studios. But I have to tell you, I was taken back when all of a sudden I looked over and I saw a painting by President Bush. Unbelievable, but it's not unbelievable that you're the one representing him. Well, I don't actually represent him. I represent his teacher. And when he left the presidency, he had a team of, I think it was 28 Secret Service people. And one of our artists, Bonnie Flood, was contacted by someone and asked if she would take a month out of her life to teach an important person how to paint. And she was hesitant to do it, but she finally said, okay, she would. And so they rented a hotel somewhere in Florida and uh, all the Secret Service people were there and she taught him night and day. She said he was very funny. He was very fun to be with. Um, And uh, so she taught him. And one of his first paintings was of his Texas ranch. And he gave that to her. He signed it on the back. And as he signed it, he said, this will be your retirement. So he has continued to paint and exhibit uh, in large institutions in America. The only ones he has ever sold were actual donations to the Fisher House. So this particular painting that is owned by Bonnie Flood is for sale in my gallery. We're taking bids to uh, the middle of November. And then at that time, she will choose whether she will accept any of the bids or accept one of the bids or not. And it's very interesting to see the career of George Bush as he continues the artist route. Well, listeners, if you want to go ahead and learn all about Mary Martin, her two galleries, and most importantly, who she represents, of which I'm now joining as well, you can go to www.marymartinart.com. That's www.marymartinart.com. And if you're in town, as I said, you can go to 103 Broad Street or 143 East Bay Street, and um, you will enjoy it. Uh, hopefully you will meet Mary. Maybe they'll even give you a piece of chocolate. It's uh, it's mind-blowing. So here we are, Mary. I show you those photos, and I tell you the journey of how I became an artographer. As I mentioned to you, for the last few decades, people would see my work, and they would say, God, Mitch, your photos actually look, and more importantly, they feel like paintings. And I've heard this over and over and over. And since everyone's a photographer... Everyone has a camera on their phones, and no shortage of photographers out there. Uh, all you need is, uh, is the equipment, and you're in business. There's no barrier to entry. And I said, how am I going to stand out from the clutter other than my work, which is not a minor point, 
But more importantly, even my naming, and that's how I came up with the name Artographer. And so Mitch Schlimmer Artography was born. And then all of a sudden, I started to think about phototherapy and the power of photos. And I said, boy, imagine coming out with and having a whole line of merchandise and clothing, which uh, now my good friends, uh, Mitch and Judy at An Initial Impression, are carrying my merchandise. You can go to www.aninitialimpression.com. But here we are, Mary, and uh, now we embark on a journey. And I think it would be great for the listeners uh, to hear your feelings about uh, my artography. But more importantly, why you said, Mitch, we really want you as our first artographer, not just photographer. Uh, Mitch, when I saw your work, it was unlike any photography that I have ever seen. It is absolutely incredible. It's the action shows. And most photography looks very still and very posed. But yours is just a new category. Um, I enjoyed it. Everybody that has seen it in my group uh, has fallen in love with it. I think that uh, your work is about to hit the market, and I can imagine a lot of quick sales because not only is it beautiful, it's very inspiring. And beyond that, when I look at your photography, especially in the series that you showed me, I feel like I'm there. It, it's so detailed and so perfect that I feel like I'm actually by that marsh with you looking at those birds. And, and they're they're just amazing. I mean, it's worth a trip to Charleston just to see your work. Oh, God bless. I tell you, that's so kind. And I know uh, we both have set some goals together being fellow entrepreneurs. And um, from your mouth to God's ears that uh, this is going to be something uh, special and something special that we're going to be able to do together. Well, I never know where the time goes here, Mary, and hopefully you enjoyed yourself. I did. You're so nice, Mitch. Well, I want to make sure that I give as much exposure, not only to our venture, but to all photographers and even artists. And that's why I do this podcast, as you know, and my listeners know. For 20 years, I hosted the national radio show, Let's Talk Business, and been waiting a long time to come up with something that I think would really matter. And doing something that matters is what drives me today. So again, go to www marymartinart.com that's www.marymartinart.com you also can go ahead and uh, see uh, not only my work eventually it's going to be on their site but uh, I also have a site if you want to see some things at mitchschlimmerartography.com and I love to get emails please do send me emails uh, for other guests other ideas that you have it's mitch at mitchschlimmerartography.com that's Mitch at Mitch Schlimmer, S-C-H-L-I-M-E-R, artography.com. And uh, we're going on a journey here, and uh, I know that uh, many of you hopefully will come along for the ride. So never forget, every photo has a story, and never forget, we are connected. And that's one of the seven mindsets that I live by. And if it wasn't for Ron DeSanza... This never would have happened. Mary, thank you so much. Thank you, Mitch. <laughs>